2: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the countries of Peru, the Philippines, and Poland, and in the states of South Dakota, Vermont, and West Virginia. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio. Radio Network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook Thirty Three Tips for Self Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others. You will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today, monitor your progress. If you're working on releasing your anger, for instance, ask yourself, is the intensity of my anger diminished? Is the duration of my anger shorter? Is my recovery time faster? Is the amount of time between angry outbursts greater? When you're changing a behavior, it's important to notice small changes over time. Give yourself credit for your progress and celebrate your victories. When we're working hard on changing ourselves, we often gloss over what we are doing right and only focus on what we still don't like about ourselves or on the false belief that we aren't changing fast enough. We must remember that it took us a long time to develop the behavior that we don't like, and it will take time to change it. That's why it's essential that we pay attention to small changes and honor them. The more we focus on the positive, the more it will grow until one day it's all we see. If we model this behavior for our children and even do it with them, we will be giving them one of the greatest gifts possible. Possible. Helping children understand how change works is powerful and will be a lifelong lesson, and how to truly live and even thrive. If you have trouble doing this for yourself or for your children, find someone who can do it with you and or with them. I do this for my clients until they can do it for themselves. Learning when to ask for help, especially the right kind of help, is essential to living a healthy life. As Reverend Karen said on our November 3rd show, we are not meant to do this alone. Creating or finding a positive positive, supportive community is so very important to our happiness and our physical, mental, and emotional health. When we are working on change spiritual tools like the labyrinth are also very helpful. The labyrinth which is a walking meditation dates back to King Solomon's temple and was even on cave drawings in Crete. The spiritual energy built into the labyrinth helps you release anger, fear and harmful emotions. Hear the divine and change with more ease. You can learn more about the labyrinth by listening to our second on-demand show with the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris, who brought the labyrinth into wide use around the world. To listen to her March 27, 2014 show, go go to my website, paulajoyce.com, then read my blog on the labyrinth. I led a walk recently that had such a profound effect on the people attending that they've asked me to lead more walks. I'm in the process of arranging to do this because the labyrinth and other tools that help us release fear and experience the love of the divine are greatly needed right now. We need a variety of ways, including ones that we can use at home and even when we're out with other people. That's why my next seminar is entitled From Fear to Freedom. I will be sharing a variety of techniques that will help you release your fears and worries. Love truly is all there is. Fear is the illusion that blocks us from feeling unconditional love from the divine and from our limitless higher self. It also prevents us from doing the very things that would bring us the most joy it's time to let go of fear and replace it with love joy and peace there are actually seven primary fears and numerous secondary ones all of our negative emotions come down to fear the seven primary ones are anger resentment guilt mistrust apathy shame and denial or not being truthful with ourselves, which includes self-sabotage and self-criticism. During our time together, you'll release fears, stress, and worry. Learn techniques to use on your own. Become closer to the divine and your limitless self. Heal Mother Earth as you heal. Improve your health and well-being. Feel and be younger. Be more creative. Have more joy, happiness, love, peace, and freedom. We'll be at CSL Dallas, the Center for Spiritual Living, this Sunday, December 11th. don't live in Dallas, contact me to present the seminar or another one in your area like the I'm Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine. Looking ahead, my seminar on Financial Abundance, What You Don't Know was so well received that they asked me to do a full-day seminar on it early next year. I will also continue to do my monthly seminars at CSL Dallas, the Center for Spiritual Living, starting January 14th on positive thinking. I've chosen to do that one next because so many people are telling me how they are being overwhelmed with negative thoughts and fears, and they're asking me to help them learn how to stay positive. So first, we're going to learn how to release our fears on December 11th. And then on January 14th, we're going to learn how to keep our thoughts positive and find the silver linings. It's the challenge of our times and I want to help you do it. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guess who are leaders in their field. Like our guest today, Dr. Jerry Lynch, who will talk with us about putting the fun back into playing sports. Last week's show with Wendy Garland was about the important role of women in the Buddha's life. She shared stories with us that were historically accurate and had been passed down through the oral tradition. I was shocked to learn that even the Buddha's mother had been written out of history. She died during childbirth and her sister immediately took the baby as her own. The insights that we got into the lives of women and the way they supported each other is a piece of history that needs to be told. I particularly enjoyed learning about the harem as a place of nurturing and community. The women were... Even grateful to be there because they were protected and safe. The harem was a place of music and of caring for children together. The need for protecting women was so great that the Buddha even developed nunneries so they would be safe. After the show, I speculated with Wendy about the possibility that the stories of women were not written down in order to protect the women from jealousy by the men in power. We may never know the full answer, but we do know that women were vulnerable then as they are today in many homes and in many countries. Wendy also told us about her personal connection to the Dalai Lama and how he blessed her book. I appreciated the two emails that I received immediately after the show. One said, I definitely want Wendy's book. As a scholar on the history of women, I really liked all that she said. The second listener wrote, it's always a beautiful moment when I get to hear any of your shows, and you both have such wonderful light in your voices. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link. You can hear Wendy Garling or any other show that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Now it's time for my silver lining story, which actually relates to last week's story. The client whose story I shared sent the on-demand show to a friend of hers for feedback. Her friend responded that it gave her hope that someone could change so much. And that's exactly why I share stories about myself and about my clients. I want people to know that no matter how difficult your personal story is or was, each of us has the ability to choose to heal. Some people prefer to stay in anger. Or blame, resentment, guilt, shame, and other destructive emotions. Others decide differently. What I've learned is that no one can destroy the joy in my life unless I allow them to, no matter what they say or do. I can choose to take it in and let it hurt me, or I can choose to observe their behavior and words without allowing it to touch my inner being. One technique that I use is to see an eraser in my mind, and every time I hear a negative statement about myself or someone else, I erase it and replace it with a positive thought. For instance, I might think we are all on our own journey and then it's over. The negative thought doesn't replay in my head because I erased it and replaced it with a simple statement that allows me to let go and move forward with my life. This has made it possible for me to be with people who have a history of abusive behavior toward me without being affected by them. I notice that I can even laugh with them when playing a family game, for instance, and then move out of their space immediately without allowing myself to get stuck in a private conversation with them. By being mindful, I am able to pay attention to my surroundings and keep myself in situations with people who add joy to my life. Learning how to face the truth of certain relationships, when to speak up and how, when to be silent, when to walk away, and when to use spiritual tools to keep myself positive has taken a lot of work. The silver lining of truly enjoying my life has been worth every second of the process. Our guest today sports psychologist Dr. Jerry Lynch is the author of Let Them Play and the founder director of Way of Champions, a consulting group geared toward mastering the inner game for peak sports performance. The parent of four athletic kids, he has over 35 years of experience as a sports psychologist, coach, athlete, and teacher, drawing on his work with Olympic NBA and NCAA champions. He transforms the lives of parents, coaches, and youth athletes. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special. Special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all of the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive. With all of the hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. One person wrote me yesterday, I love your positive energy on Facebook. It's so refreshing. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I will help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for From Fear to Freedom, or to schedule a workshop in your area. Then go to the calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Jerry Lynch, who will talk with us about putting the fun back into playing sports.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214- 208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 83533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re your mission
1: You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit.
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 472 57 795, or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what behaviors you've witnessed during children's sports that have disturbed you. And I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Jerry Lynch, who's here to talk with us about putting the fun back into playing sports. Welcome, Dr. Lynch. Uh,
3: Welcome to you, and uh, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, it's truly my pleasure. I love what you're talking about as a parent um, and now grandparent of children <laughs> who play sports. Um, yeah. It it has often disturbed me the the way some parents lose control during games and the way coaches often do as well. And you know, it, as as I was. Reading your book and thinking about the title, Let Them Play, it suddenly really dawned on me uh, what that title means, that we've forgotten that we can play with sports and in sports. Yeah, Um,
3: I I love uh, what you say about being a grandma, and uh, in the book, I actually have a section in the code of conduct and I say we need to be more like gran- grandparents. The parents need to be like grandparents. And, you know, as a grandparent, you, you just show up to a game and, and, and what do you, what do you want to do? You, you just love watching the kids play, don't you?
2: Exactly, this is um, just a joy to see them out there and hopefully having fun, learning sportsmanship, learning about their body, about being part of a team, about yeah. working together. Mm-hmm. Are, are all of the have we lost all of those things today with such a huge focus on
3: winning? No, no, we, we haven't uh, lost it all. But uh, we, you know, it, it's it's interesting. There's there's so much emphasis on outcomes and results, and and I think parents are, are very well intentioned, Paula. Uh, they they want the best for their kid, and they want to be the best parent they can be. And and this book, let them play, is a guide. It's a guide to helping a parent be who they want to be. Uh, they don't want to be these crazy maniacs screaming at the referee or the umpire or yelling at their kids or worrying about whether their kid gets the next train to Stanford on a scholarship. <laughs> they want to be good parents. And so this book helps them to do that. And you talked about winning. There's nothing wrong with winning. Winning, winning is like getting a paycheck. Uh, if you put the work in and you work hard. At the end of the week, you walk out and you get paid for that. Uh, Winning on the scoreboard is a payment for all the hard work. Now, having said that, I know not everybody can win. So in this book, what I do is I help parents to help their kids redefine winning uh, by saying you're a winner if you're working hard, your work ethic, uh, if, if you're cooperating with the other team members and learning all of these wonderful life lessons. And then sport becomes a victory when we learn the real true lessons for all of life. So we take it out of the sport realm and we become very successful in the moment, mindful, human beings able to be functional in, in the wider, bigger world where we really need to function on a daily basis in a very healthy way. So this book really, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful, I wish I had this book when I was a parent because Paula, honest to God, I mean I i must have made 5,000 mistakes with my first child and uh, fortunately I had four because I got, I got to <laughs> learn and, and by the time I got to my fourth child, I only made 50 mistakes. Uh, but now we can go forward and help pay, help parents because of these experiences I've had to, you know, let's let them play. Let's give the game back to them. It's their game, not ours.
2: Uh, and I liked um, one of the things that you said was stop talking about our practice or our game. But <clears throat> it's the child's practice, the child's game.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get a kick out of uh, well, let's say a dad comes up to me and says, uh, well, we really practiced hard last night. And I say, oh, really? <laughs> you practiced too? No, my kid. Well, then why is it we? Are you using the right personal pronoun there? And and what it is is they they want to, they're living vicariously. Oftentimes parents wish they were as good as their kids in terms of sports. So they want to ride that wave and live vicariously, and then measure their own self-worth as a parent based on the outcome or results of what happens with that child. So they invest way, way, way too much, you know. And uh, when I was a kid uh, back in the day, uh, being uh, raised in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I wouldn't see my parents from one end of the day to the other during the summer. And we all became amazing athletes. We went on to college. Some of us, myself not included, went on to play professionally, and we never saw a parent. And the parents were happy. They didn't care. They just wanted us to have fun, and they let us play. And uh, I think we have to start thinking about that more and show up to a game and just love watching them play.
2: Yes, and I want to go back to something that you said before about being a different parent with the second, third, and fourth child than with the first, and I... I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because a lot of your book is about how we can change, how we can be better. And I have three children and I certainly was a different parent with each of them and learned so much. And Mm -hmm. yet they have watched me change yeah. during, you know, while they were home and since they've left and are raising mm-hmm. their own families. Yeah. And so it's a model for how we don't have to be stuck. We yeah. too
3: can change. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I say in the book in the beginning, uh, while being a sports parent is one of the more challenging, difficult uh, jobs we'll ever take on it's also perhaps the most amazing spiritual journey, uh, giving us the opportunity for us as parents to grow spiritually. Uh, I'm my best me because I grew from my experiences with my kids learning when I was being ridiculous and being silly (laughs) and, and, and all of those things. And, uh, you know, and I look back on that, and my kids will remind me, Dad, remember when you did this? And I say, do I have to remember that? <laughs> and and the reason why they can tell me that is because I've grown. I mean, I'm different because of that. And And like you, you know, your first child, you make all these mistakes. There's no manual for how not to make those mistakes. And then you go to your second child and third child, and by the time – you get to your last child, you know you you you've been fortunate to learn if you've been open to it and and so so this book is actually a model it's a compass uh, if you will, which will help parents out there with athletic children to not make the mistakes you and I made to to get to a place where they're more uh, in touch with who they really want to be quicker and uh, they'll be able to see uh, the folly and the silliness of some of the things that we all do and continue to do and make the shift and make the change. The kids will love it. The kids will have more fun because of it. And the bottom line here is, hey, the parents need to have fun as well. And a lot of parents out there, they're not having any fun at all.
2: And you help us learn how to do that. And what I loved about this book, I mean, there were so many things. There's so much wisdom as well, spiritual wisdom and parenting wisdom as well as practical advice. Um, and, And you talked about the inner goodness of the child that, uh, that to me was just such a powerful statement, mm, that yes. and, and what you were just saying about letting them evolve and grow into who they are meant to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, again, it, it requires us to be mindful, Paula. And sometimes I have to be reminded to be mindful. You know, <laughs> uh, the book becomes a reminder uh, on how to be mindful. But there's a lot of joy in that. And if we if we can just take the time to m- not measure our success as parents in our parenting and to not measure the success of our child based on whether they hit a home run or they score a goal in soccer. And if we just take the time to look at their spirits, you know, wonderful, wonderful, amazing. I love more so today than I did when I was younger, I love watching children. They're so precious. They're so pure. And, and you've got to love them and uh, not correct them and, and, and try to change them. They're, they're pure just the way they are. And there's a lot of joy in that. And, you know, I love your show and I love what you do. And uh, I was listening to the introduction uh, to this program today, and uh, I just thought, well, God, I should record that and just play it every day for myself, you know? Oh, thank I, you. It, no, it, it truly is. Uh, you have some amazing uh, energy going, and, and, and uh, you know, we all need to hear that. Uh, and, and back to the point of, of, of this joy, I think oftentimes when you and I were talking about the spiritual connection, that somehow... It's not related to lo- laughter and fun, and and w- sometimes people are just a little too serious about about spirituality. If you look at the Dalai Lama, he's always laughing. He does he does not take things seriously. You know the the image of the the image of the laughing Buddha. What a wonderful image with that big belly just bouncing up and down as he chuckles at himself. And I think sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. And, and I think a lot of parents will say, oh, yeah, just another spirituality book. But really, we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And that's just the way it is. And so we might as well tune into that. And this book really helps a parent to tune into the spirituality of this journey and have fun with it. And that's why I have in the subtitle the power and joy of being mindful as a sports parent. And so we have this wonderful opportunity, and that's the way I want parents to think about this, as a tremendous opportunity our kids are given. These are our, I call them our Zen masters in residence. They live in the home that we live in, and, and they're there to teach us all of these wonderful things. And, and being mindful means being aware, uh, as John Kabat-Zinn once said, be aware, the awareness of the beauty of the child, the expansive spirit of these youngsters and and what they have to offer in a world that sometimes, as you know, it just doesn't make sense what's going on in this world today.
2: Uh, For sure. And that's why we need more of what you talk about and your deep understanding of life and who we are and, and why we're here. And I just want to add that when you were talking about the laughing Buddha and, and the joy and fun in life that so much so many of us have have lost um, is that the word enlightenment means lighten up.
3: Literally. (laughs) I love that. It's wonderful. I love it. Lighten up. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly and laughter is one of the best ways i think the laughing buddha is an important symbol because we strive to for enlightenment whereas if we would let go um, yeah. and, and and just enjoy life we would we would come to enlightenment so much faster
3: and
0: bit yeah. by bit
3: that is enlightenment laughter is enlightenment and i love the way you said that lighten up yeah we take ourselves too seriously, and I mean, I take my work very seriously, but uh I mean, I have to sit back and just laugh at myself sometimes when I see what i do and and how how silly I get but what's really important here for for the parent is to understand that this is a wonderful opportunity and and i want I want you to look at uh this as, as as a special time in your life and not let it pass by. You know, I want to go back. I would love to go back. When I see parents out there with their kids on the soccer field and they're getting all crazy and, of course, there's a whole group of soccer parents who are off on the side with their cell phones and devices, you know, uh, and don't kid yourself. The Your children notice that and you're sending them the message that you don't care and you're not interested in what they're doing. Even though you're physically present, you're not... Being mindfully present in the moment with your children; these are precious, precious little human beings. And uh, you know, between the ages of five and and, and fifteen, uh, they're they're great to watch. And and we have to let them play. And and let me let me add one. Let me add something else. This is an astounding statistic. Uh, and I'm going to give you a reason for the statistic. There are 33 million kids in this country, 33 million. If you add 66 million parents, assuming they have two parents, that's almost 100 million people. There are 33 million kids in sport in this country between the ages of six and 15. By the age of 13, of these children will drop out of sport. How sad. A wonderful, amazing activity such as sport and all that sport can teach these youngsters about life. Well, the reason why that happens is A, overzealous parents who are forcing their kids to perform in certain ways, pushing their kids... Two, B, the kids are not having fun and the parents aren't having fun and the kids pick up on that so sports becomes a drudgery and they don't want to be part of sports anymore so they drop out and how unfortunate is that? And that statistic is a nice mindful way to, to remind ourselves how can I go to the game on Saturday and have more fun? Well, you can sit there leave your devices in the car and at the end of the game, instead of talking about the game, just, just tell the kids just five words. I love watching you play. Mm. Now the other five words that they'd like to hear, you could use those too is who wants to have lunch? (laughs) Right. And every, you know, it's, It's so simple, and I wish I knew this when I was younger, but now I do, and I want to pass it on to make the lives of these other parents a lot easier, more fun, and conversely, and what happens, therefore, is the kids have more fun.
2: Uh, yes, who doesn't want pizza or ice cream after a game um, or, or whatever? Uh, yes, to, to add whether you won or not. It doesn't have yeah. to be a reward for winning. It's a reward for playing and for being together and for enjoying, adding more enjoyment to a family experience.
3: Absolutely. Well taken. I love what you just said. And that's exactly, exactly the point right there. And, and when you get into the car, the kids don't want to debrief the game. They, they don't want to be talking about sports. They, they just don't. And, and just try it. Just, just talk about, let's see, where can we go to lunch? Oh, that would be fun. Or, boy, I love watching you play. And just leave it at that. And you'll see the smiles on their faces and they'll always want to come back. And you'll have athletes for life. And, uh, and that's wonderful because it's healthy, it's, it's everything. Sport is, uh, um, sport is a microcosmic classroom for all of life. It's a wonderful, uh, intensified one hour of activity that, that provides us opportunities to learn, to grow, uh, to confront all of the amazing emotional aspects of our life. Uh, excitement, joy, sadness, loss. Uh, it helps us to practice the wonderful spiritual virtues of courage, patience, perseverance, uh, trust, respect, integrity, belief in ourselves. Now, now when the parent hears these kind of conversations that, like you and I are having, Paula, now we can see there's so much more to a soccer game than whether the kids win or whether they get a scholarship. And by the way, the percentage of kids, I know this for a fact, the percentage of kids who, who, who do wind up going to college on scholarship is like 1% in the entire country, and, you know, it's practically nothing, you know. So you might as well show up and have a good time and enjoy the kids.
2: Uh, I agree with you 100%. There's so much wisdom in, in in what you say. And this is a good place for us to go to break and then to come back and talk more. Because this book, as, you're, as we've been uh, alluding to all the way through, is about good parenting and using sports really to learn how to be a good parent. It's mm-hmm. just another aspect of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so-
3: absolutely Mm -hmm.
2: So I I look forward to continuing after our break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the (laughs) free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will, will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom from being the best parent and best person you can be, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out creating lasting changes and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down what you would do to change the disturbing behaviors that you've witnessed on your children's playing field during sports. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Jerry Lynch to talk more about putting the fun back into playing sports.
0: The Change, the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems
1: Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit.
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life tech. Doctor, welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you would do to change those disturbing behaviors that you've witnessed on the playing field. And I'm so glad to be here with Dr. Jerry Lynch to talk more about putting the fun back into playing sports. Um, and, And Jerry, during the break, we were talking about how challenging it is to be a good parent. And I don't know about you, but I had to learn a whole lot of behaviors that weren't natural. Didn't I didn't learn from my parents and that I had to find ways to become the kind of parent I wanted to be.
3: Yeah, you know... Um I, there was no manual for me I, and you. I mean, we no one handed us uh, a manual, and then and then we had kids, and we, we knew exactly how to go. Uh, you know, I, I flew by the seat of my pants with a lot of it, and, and you know, I mean, we all we all thought we knew how to parent, uh, but we didn't have the right role models, and maybe we're we're now searching for how to be that way and of course a book such as this could help and there are many books out there but there's nothing like there's nothing like actually being in the trenches and and having to work with your children to, to make a functional life a happy fun life and and that takes time and it takes you have to want that and you have to fall down and make mistakes and get back up again and Most of the people listening to this program and most parents out there all want to be great parents. We all want to be, you know, there's a few knuckleheads out there and a few crackpots out there who don't feel that way. And I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very, very, very small. Uh, When I write this book, I'm not writing for and saying to parents, you know, uh, well, what's wrong with you and you? you need to change and you need to do this. I'm just saying, you know, I, I know we all have the same heart and we all have the same intention and we all want to be the best parents we can be and love our kids. And I'm just saying that it's easy to get off track. We have to learn, get back up and go forward. And uh, I think the book Let Them Play uh, will help you do that. And I like what you said before that this is not just a book for uh, sports parents it's a book about parenting for kids who are in sport which gives you the opportunity to really learn how to be a better parent in the grand scheme of things which you know and then of course wow being a grandparent right those grandparents boy they're they're amazing they really they the, they've got the phds in parenting don't they <laughs> For sure.
2: And one thing that you talk about that I think most of us don't do enough of is really mm-hmm. listening rather than lecturing. Mm-hmm. How, how, um, give us an example of how you do that when you want so much to share your wisdom or your knowledge.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let's start with the assumption that. Uh, I don't know many kids who want to have the wisdom of their parents. <laughs> I think I think their whole first part of life is spent trying to figure out how can they get away from us and how can they <laughs> learn it and be right themselves. And there's a funny bumper sticker I saw recently. It says, "Hire a teenager while they know everything." <laughs> and I can remember I can remember my kids telling me, "Dad, you don't know anything." And God people hire me to go all over the world and give these talks and they listen and, uh, you know, I come back home and I know nothing. And, and, and finally, all of a sudden it seemed like overnight I became really smart when my kids turned 25 or older. Uh, that was funny. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess it was there all the time, but they weren't ready. Uh, but in terms of the listening, uh, Paula, uh, I think, uh, it's the most amazing most valuable, most important tool that we all have, whether we're CEOs in business, or whether we're leading church groups, or whether we're generals in the military, or whether we're teachers in a classroom, or parents of athletic kids, or whoever. Uh, Listening is is really the key to connection, to caring, uh, to making progress, I have a nice, uh, acronym in the book that, uh, ver- this book is very practical. It's filled with all kinds of pragmatic, easy to use, uh, uh, strategies, tools, and what have you. Uh, but this one acronym is LUV, appropriately written out. And of course you pronounce it, it's love, right? Well, to share, to share that love and, and to be loving, Uh, You need L-U-V. L stands for listening. That's the very first one. And as you, instead of going in thinking that the kids want to hear your advice, they probably don't, try just listening to them. And if they're not giving you enough information, the U is understanding them by asking questions. And then when you ask the question, they give you the answers. Validate them. Tell them what a good point, or gee, I never thought of it that way, or that really makes sense, and then you could also add your comment, "Have you tried this, or have you thought of that and that would be appropriate. but the listening piece uh, that you're bringing up here uh, you know I had a son, one of my sons uh came came to the breakfast table one morning and he was a sophomore in high school and this kid is a fabulous athlete. Uh, as a parent, I'm not bragging about him. As a coach, I'm looking at this kid, and I'm saying, this kid has potential. And he comes into breakfast, and he says, Dad, Mom, I don't want to play basketball anymore. I had the presence of mind this one time, which was wonderful, <laughs> you know? I had the presence of mind that day. I must have had a good night's sleep or something. And I, said, I listened to him, and I said, Sean, really, is that so? And he told me, and I, then I asked him a question. Why do you think that is? Why do you not want to play? And then he said, well, you know what? The culture, of the team, the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then I asked him more questions. Uh, what do you think about the coach? Tell me more about him. And, and then he would make some points. And as soon as he said something that made sense, and he made a lot of sense, I would validate him. I said, you know, Sean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And then we wrapped up the conversation because I wasn't through yet. And I said, you know what? You make some good points here. I'm glad I listened to you. Would you just take a week and think about it more? And then if you still feel the same way, make your decision. So I gave him some time. And after two days, not a week, he came back. and said, Dad, I want to play basketball. Will you pick me up after practice? And what I did was I created the space for him to think more. I respected him. I trusted him. He felt that, he respected what I did, he took the time to think about it, and he made his own decision. Wow, even that alone, whether he ever played basketball another day in his life was the most important thing that I taught him that day and in life was you can make your own decision. You can really go deep inside, examine it, and come up and make a decision and I'll support you with it. And, and that came all from listening. And uh, I'm happy to say he, he went back to the team uh, in his junior year. The team won the state California State Championship. And right now, as I speak, he's the head basketball coach of a basketball team in a college in Vermont and loving it. And so it's a lifetime. It's a life of joy, a life of passion, and a life of happiness for him. And, and where did that come from? Listening
2: and yes and you allowed him to choose um, we're we're really at the point of wrapping up this part of the show but I wanted to really emphasize that what you said about trusting him having faith in him and by doing so Teaching him to have trust and faith in his own ability to make decisions that are right Right. for him, profound. Thank you so very much, Dr. Jerry Lynch, for joining us and for um, uh, for writing this book and for being such a a fine example. Thank you so very much.
3: You're very very welcome.
2: Wishing you well, and I want to also encourage my audience to go to wayofchampions.com to learn more and also to go to my website and purchase um, Jerry's book. Thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. You can learn about my services on my website, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, healing the I'm awakening and if you mention this show you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching which I do in person over Skype or on the phone when you work with me you get support guidance and healing from the spiritual realm the angels and archangels and guides work through me and directly with my clients my help process helps you remove hidden blockages and connect your mind, body and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally mentally and physically my private and corporate clients improve their finances, health and relationships click on the link to contact me and see for yourself then register for From Fear to Freedom and also check out my meetup group please join us next Thursday when Mar coleman will talk with us about releasing your inner critic this is dr Polly, your cm or chosen mom is designated by bernie siegel remember you are loved just let that feeling wash over you and through you have a blessed week
1: thank you for tuning in to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.